Roger Green, host of the Surfing the National Tsunami podcast. Today, we are offering four conversations from episode 39. Our discussion with Mazen Nordin about his recently published paper discussing the new massive blood-based non-invasive test for fibrosis and fatty liver disease. The first test to take advantage of metabolomics in a potentially commercial setting. This fairly brief conversation is more of a wrap-up than anything else. Louise Campbell asks about socioeconomic differences and how they might affect the population. I ask about other groups that we might consider exploring, and we then move on to my final question about how MOSIF might be used two years from now. The answers are intriguing and exciting. NITs, particularly blood-based NITs, are an important area for academic and commercial development. This conversation introduces an exciting new blood-based NIT that brings metabolomics into the discussion for the first time, and it provides an enticing glimpse of what our future might hold. So sit back, listen, learn, enjoy, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion group. Louise Campbell. Can I ask, were you able to break down any socioeconomic differences in those at risk within that population? Mazen Nuruddin. We have not, I would like, you know, within the mass of people, we have not, it's the, the group is really inhomogeneous. That it's like, there's Chile, there's Mexico, there's Virginia, there's Beverly Hills, Cedar Sinai, where it was. So, uh, and it's like bits and pieces. I'm not sure we'll tease out that, but yeah, it, it big cohorts like UK Biobank, although I think it's shifted towards certain population, but to Yaron's point, either from Massive or Mid-ALD, we, we need a larger prospective cohort with multi-ethnic groups. I think the NAIL NIT will provide that eventually because it's multi-center prospective study with multiple U.S. and international sites. Roger Green. Interesting. So, Mazen, we've covered this whole topic in 46 minutes, which is really efficient. So, we now have, I think, about if the degree of time, and Yaron, you've been really generous, given I know you've got other commitments right now. Um, if there's anything anyone would like to speculate on or ask questions, let Let's let's get a little further out into fantasy land here and see where we go. And Louise, I think you've been you've been pretty good about this so far in terms of we've got med ALD, we've gotten to socioeconomics, we've gotten to different populations. Mawson, are there any populations we've not mentioned that you think might benefit from more work on this as you go forward? No, I mean it's like you really need to keep testing it and find out if uh, I think the next step for us is response to therapy and correlation with outcomes. There are multiple contexts of use that the FDA came up with, and we're looking for more discussion with the FDA and clarities in next month or next few months. There are exciting things coming from the FDA and thanks to them for pushing also the envelope that way. In my simple mind, I always broke it down into three things, not the multiple context of use. I say like when a patient comes to you, it's like I say, how bad uh, am I going to live? And am I getting better? Which is diagnostic, follow up longitudinally, which is a response to therapy and prognostic. And I think we need to move any NITs at least to these three areas. And if one NIT can cover them all, let it be. That's perfect. That's A1C. If not, we can combine as far as we move away from the liver biopsy. Yeah, the only other area that maybe comes back to my mind is, of course, the cirrhotic population. Uh, Mazen, you mentioned you did on purpose not include them to not oversell the test metrics, which I think is a good thing because you approach this critically. Of course, identifying patients with compensated cirrhosis is one of the challenges and, and something 
people will want to use a test for. So I'm glad you brought this point. Let me clarify. In the testing cohort, we did not include serotic because it will shift the AUCN to a better AUC. As you know, in the validation cohort, they were serotics. And here we go, another project. We can probably ask the metabolomics folks to look into serotics in particular and have like a test for that. So that report that we have can give you not mazzled, no mazzled, mash, no mash, mash of two and not in serotic or not. So uh, that's a great suggestion, actually. We can we can go there and, and, and get it done. We, we It's just like you need a, a good number of patients and we just need one of the pharma companies maybe to give us their serotic course and test it there. So at that point, I'm going to declare that we've covered the landscape, right? I mean, we've, we've now gotten to demographics, we've gotten to disease severity, nature of disease, different tests to compare. With that, let me just ask a closing question, which is let's pretend that we're two years out from today. Let's start with Mazen because you've moved in closer, just closest to it and the rest of us are just going to kind of make it up. What do you envision the practical use of Massive will be two years from today, if you had a guess? I mean, it will be in use for diagnostic in, in the next few months, uh, and we'll see real-world cohort data. If it proves to show a correlation with histology, I can see one of the approved drugs using it along with their approval to replace liver biopsy, because as you know, that MRIs are quite difficult to get, so I'm hoping that at least we can get to that. Rather, it will be in clinical phase three clinical trials as one of the endpoints or not. I cannot claim that it's a stretch. I need more data such as outcomes. That's excellent. Jorn, if you had your wish list, where would this be in two years based on what little, what we've heard about it and what we know? Jorn Schattenberg. You know, I think I'd like to see those more sophisticated tests being moved into a broader group of physicians using them, having access, having reimbursement, patients opting to buy that test for themselves to maybe spare them inaccurate or let's say a non-conclusive testing results and uh, having liver biopsies done. So I do want to say I uh, think this is a great paper, uh, Mazen, and although it might have taken some time, it's it's always great to see those collaborations come to the end. And it, I think it's inspiring for the field because I want to see more than two transaminases and platelets with age to define an at-risk population of liver disease in the future. So uh, I think that's kind of a lot uh, down the line what you said, but uh, from a different perspective, we need more sophisticated tests to identify patients at risk of dying from liver disease. Louise? I echo what Jean's just been saying there, because I think if we can walk people into a primary care practice and pick out the world's largest cohort of adults affected with poor liver health and, and the more serious end of that, whilst there may be a risk that we will miss the minor ones who don't have, it's still better. That's exciting. And I think now we've given him an awful lot of projects to work on. Obviously, the paediatric, the adolescent populations would be extremely because we can go from both ends. I know the average age of these populations are 51 and 54. But if we start and tweak it to find the highest risk people now in these areas, but we still have primary care to start to think liver because they're not going to request the test unless they start to think that they can see. And obviously there's lean Nash or lean <laughs> mash and muscles. But no, it's dead exciting. And we're getting there and great work to you and the team. And I just would love to have sat around the nomenclature you did for the name and keeping it simple. <laughs> 
that, that was actually way before Mazel came out. So uh, I think the name we we came up with a year and a half ago or two years ago. And when Mazel came out, I was like, oh, they go along the same math club. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously yeah, for English speakers, the name is massive. I, so Louise and I were talking about this before the call. I have two thoughts. First of all, Mazel, when you talk about A1C, I think the real, to me, as a marketing researcher, one of the benefits of A1C is it made primary care a lot more confident looking at diabetes because they had one number they could watch, right? So if we're going to make liver disease something that primary care treats, the ability to get closer to that, that A1C kind of structure becomes huge. I'm not going to keep using the word massive. It's been used entirely too much in this conversation in too many ways, but huge. And number one. And number two is there's a vast population for liver biopsy just isn't realistic, period. Not only is it a bad idea, not only does it have the problems we all know about, but, but the economics of the location of patients just make it impossible. So the ability to deliver tests not relying on biopsy that gets to the level of um, granularity that you're talking about here, which is kind of the flip side of the A1C thing, is huge because it enables people in more remote environments and in less economically uh, privileged nations and, and economies to be able to treat more patients and evaluate more accurately. So it seems to be exciting and, and important from so many perspectives, which is why um, as soon as you drop me a note saying, would you like to cover this? We took the first week that we had everybody here and did this and um, at an odd hour for everybody because it was worth it. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded the conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week with coverage of Paris Nash later in the week, quite possibly a preview on Wednesday. Jorn Schottenberg and I will be together in Paris with a cast of friends and colleagues. Louise will be in Australia. Until then, stay safe, surf on. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, enjoy this last long weekend of summer, and we'll see you next week.